The Premediator, session number 278. Hello and welcome to the three-time Academy Award-nominated podcast, The Premediators, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Pre-Med Years. If this is your first time joining me here, thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen. If this is not your first time, if you're a binge listener, if you've been listening for a long time, thank you for being here. Today I have a, an interesting discussion. It's just me today. And it came about because I've seen over and over again, both from advisors at undergraduate institutions and from students who are posting on forms and other places about their stats and their school lists. And my thought process along stats and school lists is very contrary to what you may see out there. And so you may be listening to this thinking, Dr. Gray, you're crazy. You have no idea what you're talking about. I don't want to listen to you anymore. And that's fine. You don't have to listen to me anymore. Or maybe you just choose to ignore me on this specific topic. And that topic is all about how to choose your schools. I've read from a health professions advisor, a student, two students actually, who were applying to schools, great great MCAT stats, 95th percentile, 100th percentile MCAT scores, almost perfect GPAs, decent extracurricular activities, and these students didn't get interviewed anywhere. They didn't get any interviews, and they were dumbfounded by that, but I wasn't because I looked at their school list. They applied to four California state schools. They're California residents going to school in the Midwest area. Applied to four California schools. Four. In case you didn't know, California schools, medical schools, are really hard to get into. Your stats don't matter. Right? That may seem counterintuitive to you that your stats don't matter. But in the end, they don't. They do, but they don't, right? That's so confusing and totally contradictory. I know that, but hang in there with me, right? These students also applied to several East Coast schools. Guess what? East Coast schools, specifically the New York area, are very hard to get into. Your stats don't matter. They do, but they don't. And then I, we'll we'll get back to those students. And then I was on a specific website, not the three-letter website that shall remain nameless, but another website where students go and converse. Not the Hangout, which if you're not part of, you should be. The Facebook group that we have, it's 45, 4,600 members strong now. Go to medicalschoolhq.net slash group to be part of that amazing community of students. But this student posted saying, here are my stats. Right? Everybody leads with stats. 
4.0 GPA, 525 MCAT score. Here's my school list. What do you think? Should I add more, quote unquote, mid-tiers? As soon as I see that term, mid-tier, high-tier, low-tier, I cringe and a little piece of me dies inside. Having been through this process, having talked to deans of medical schools, deans of admissions, right? having talked to all of you out there, having helped and consulted with students who've gotten into amazing schools with not amazing stats, when I hear mid-tier, low-tier, high-tier, I die inside. Because on this side of it, There's no such thing as mid-tier, high-tier, low-tier. It's a made-up pre-med thing. And you may go, well, Dr. Gray, look at at these great residency programs out there, right? You You go and you look at Mass General Hospital, right? Harvard, Harvard Neurosurgery. Look, Dr. Gray, they're all from Yale and Harvard and, and, and UCSF and Wash U. Well, of course they are. They can be. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Does that mean that you have to go to those programs to get into neurosurgery? No. If you want to get into neurosurgery at Harvard, maybe. Are there programs out there that will discriminate you based on the medical school you go to? Sure. I'm not denying that fact. What I am wholeheartedly disagreeing with is painting broad strokes about residency admissions based on the medical school that you've gone to. If you are concerned about the residency program that you're going to, stop right there. You shouldn't be, right? You shouldn't be worried right this minute as a pre-med student about the residency program that you think you want to go to. Number one, your choices of specialty are likely going to change. 75% of students change their mind when it comes to residency selection, specialty selection. 75% based on the last AAMC data that I could find. The majority of students change their mind. So you shouldn't be thinking about a very specific residency program right now as a pre-med student. Even if you do stick with that residency program that you are interested in, getting into one of those top residency programs shouldn't be your goal. It'd be nice. It'd be great. But again, you shouldn't decide what medical schools you're going to apply to because you have one specific residency program in mind. Newsflash, getting into medical school is hard. Don't make it harder by limiting your chances because you're limiting the schools you are applying to because you have some idea of what residency program, what specialty you want to get into. You can get into neurosurgery by going to a quote-unquote, again, these are pre-med words, low-tier school. I went to New York Medical College. If you go and you look on SDN, on Reddit, wherever, New York Medical College considered a quote-unquote low-tier medical school. Guess what? I interviewed somebody on specialty stories that I graduated with 
who's an attending neurosurgeon at the University of Kentucky now. He got into a neurosurgery residency program. Neurosurgery is very hard to get into. There's not a lot of spots in the country. And he was able to do it from a quote-unquote low-tier medical school. Sure, it's anecdotal. Whatever. I don't care. There's not data out there that shows that you have to go to a top medical school to get a competitive residency. Your medical school doesn't matter. Don't make it harder for yourself by only applying to top-tier medical schools because you think you have amazing stats. Your stats don't matter. Your stats open the doors to places. Your stats matter up to a certain extent. They matter to a certain point in the application process, and then everything else takes over. Your stats, in your mind, your 520-whatever MCAT score, your 4.0 GPA, they will open doors for you, no doubt about it. But you as an applicant, the rest of your application, your essays, right? Your, your personal statement, your secondary essays, the most meaningful essays that you put in your extracurricular list, all of that stuff matters even more than your stats. Once that door is open, if you have a bad personal statement, your door will shut quickly. If you have bad extracurricular descriptions, if you can't talk about why you want to be a physician, if you can't talk about the activities that you've done and how they've impacted you, those doors will shut. doesn't matter that you have a 4.0 GPA and a 525 MCAT score. If you're applying to, to quote-unquote top-tier medical schools, Right, and let me pause for one second. I'm not, again, denying the fact that there are amazing medical schools out there that are really hard to get into. Right, Harvard, amazing school, really hard to get into. Wash U, amazing medical school, really hard to get into. That doesn't mean they're better schools than these quote-unquote low-tier schools. That doesn't mean that you have a better shot of getting into a residency program because you went to Harvard versus New York Medical College. When you are applying to medical school, you need good enough stats. You need good enough stats to pass through the digital shredders that the filters the school set up. If your stats are good enough to pass those filters, and if your stats are good enough to be sorted in a way that your application lands on the desk of somebody before all of the interview spots are filled up, if your stats are good enough for that person reviewing your application to go, okay, good enough. Let's look at the rest of the application. Your stats have to be good enough to get to that point. And when you apply to these quote-unquote top-tier medical schools because you're an amazing student and have a 4.0 GPA and a 525 MCAT score, guess what? there are a lot of other students that have those same stats. And so when you start comparing yourself to other students who are also applying to those other quote-unquote top-tier medical schools, you now all of a sudden look like a normal student. 
because they are comparing you to other students with 525 MCAT scores and 4.0 GPAs. And when your personal statement doesn't line up, doesn't hold up to another student's personal statement, then guess what? You're probably not going to get an interview. Even though you have a 4.0 GPA and a 525 MCAT score. Your application matters. Your letters of recommendation, they matter. Not, not terribly, not a lot. But your personal statement, oh yeah, super important. Right? That's why I wrote a whole book about it, if you didn't know. Coming out in August of 2018, the paperback version. Go to personalstatementbook.com. Little plug for that. Your personal statement is probably the most important thing outside of your stats, right? Your stats open the door. Your personal statement gets you through the door. Your stats open the door. Your personal statement gets you through the door. Your secondary essays, they land you a seat, right? Your, your secondary essays, your personal statement, they land you a seat at that interview day. They lend you that invite. And then your interview hopefully seals the deal for that acceptance. And so when you start looking at your school list, don't look at MCAT and GPA. Don't do it. Look at schools where you want to apply to. Right? There's so much more out there. What is the culture of the school? What is the mission of the school? What's the vision of the school? What sorts of programs and clubs and activities does the school have? How are they going to support you? There are so many important things that you need to consider as an applicant outside of MCAT and GPA as you are preparing your school list. Where do you want to live? What sort of weather do you want when you're in school, even though most of the time you're inside with your head in a book? Do you want to be close to family, far away from family? Do you want to be in a class of 300 or 100? There are a lot of factors. And if you can, as you're doing all of this, as you're, as you're going through this process, if you can go and visit schools, great. Go do that. You can see firsthand what it's like. I've talked to plenty of students who had a school ranked as their top choice before interview day and then ranked it at the bottom after interview day. And students who had a school ranked at the bottom before interview day now ranked at the top post-interview day because guess what? They visited the school. They saw how amazing it was. They talked to the students, learned how amazing it was. The MSAR, the College Information Book, don't do justice to what you will see when it comes to the medical school, what you will experience at that medical school. You have no control over what the medical school is looking for. And so when you look at your school list or when you're looking at creating that school list and you go, oh, 4.0 GPA, 525 MCAT score, I'm going to apply to these schools. You have no control over how those medical schools are going to look at your application. 
I've had students apply to the same schools, very similar stats. One gets immediately rejected. The other one gets an interview and accepted. How does that happen, right? If it was all about stats, it wouldn't happen. But it's not all about stats. It's about who you are. How do you add to the diversity of the class? You show that through your extracurriculars. You show that through your secondary essays. If you can't do that, then you're probably not going to get interviewed. Now, I'll I'll paint. I hate painting with a broad brush, right? We talked about painting a broad brush. I'll paint a broad brush and talk about students who get 4.0 GPAs and 525 MCAT scores, right? I'll stereotype that type of student and say they're probably not the most socially adept, right? We'll, We'll talk about like a super nerd. And when I picture somebody like that, I picture somebody who maybe doesn't know how to write a good essay, somebody who maybe doesn't know how to write good secondary essays, doesn't know how to write a good personal statement, and just talks about, I love science, I love to help people, I'm going to be a great student, I've proven myself in my MCAT and my GPA, you should accept me. Right? That's how a lot of these students are probably writing. They think that because they have these stats, that it should be as easy as just offering me the acceptance now. You don't even need to interview me. That's probably what they're thinking. I'm sure there's plenty of quote-unquote normal non-nerd students out there who are getting 4.0 GPAs and 525 MCAT scores, who are able to write amazing personal statements, amazing secondary essays, and showing that diversity through their extracurricular descriptions, etc. Those students are getting uh, getting accepted, getting those interviews. It's so much more than MCAT and GPA. You cannot, you cannot, you cannot apply to medical school based on your stats alone. You cannot choose the medical schools you are applying to based on your stats alone. Your stats should have zero bearing on the schools you are applying to. Do not apply to medical schools that you aren't going to be happy at because you have the stats that you think will get you accepted there. Harvard Medical School has a very different culture than the University of Florida Medical School, which has a very different culture than the University of Kansas Medical School, which has a very different culture than the University of Colorado Medical School. Every school is going to be different, and it's very hard for you as a pre-med student to understand all of those nuances, all of those differences. So you need to do your homework and find out what that is like. You won't know if you're going to be truly happy at a school unless you go there and you, you step foot on campus and see what it's like. And even then, it's hard to gauge. So you need to do your homework and talk to students. Talk to people. Talk to graduates, the alumni of the school. What did they like? What didn't they like? As you're going through this process, I hope that you have a 4.0 GPA. I hope that you have a 525 MCAT score. Don't mistake those stats for an acceptance to whatever medical school you want to get into. Getting into medical school is hard. Getting into medical school is hard, 
even with amazing stats, because there are so many other pieces to the puzzle that you are probably not thinking about right now. The biggest piece of that puzzle is who you are and do you fit with that medical school. And if that medical school admissions committee looks at your application and determines that you are not a fit for their school, you're not going to get interviewed, even with amazing stats. So don't be surprised, don't be alarmed when you go on these websites, on these forms, and you see students posting this stuff. I have a 4.0 GPA, I have a, a 525 MCAT score, I don't have any interviews. Don't look at that and, and determine that you are now not good enough to get into medical school. Are those amazing stats? Definitely. Does that guarantee an interview? Does that guarantee an acceptance? No, not at all. You have to realize that there are so many other pieces to the puzzle that that student can't control for, that you can't control for, and those factors can far outweigh those stats. And so when you see those posts, don't be discouraged by them. Don't go, oh, I, I quote unquote only have a 3.5. There's no way I'm going to get an interview. There's no way I'm going to be accepted. I, I, I interview so many students on this podcast who have gotten into medical schools, who've gotten into great medical schools with average or below average stats. You can do it too. Don't be discouraged when you see that student posting because the truth is they probably didn't write a good personal statement. They may have applied late. They may have done a lot of things wrong in the process. They got their stats right, but they might have done a lot of other things wrong. And you may look at their other things and go, wow, they have 200 hours of shadowing and, and 300 hours of clinical experience and they've served the underserved and they've, they've tutored those in need, et cetera, et cetera. And you go, oh, th- those extracurriculars are even better than mine and they still didn't get in. It doesn't matter, right? How did they write about their extracurriculars? I don't know. You don't know. How did they write their personal statement? I don't know. You don't know. How did they write their secondary essays? I don't know. I helped the student recently with interview prep. And he ended up only receiving one interview. He had a great GPA. Three, I think, 389 or 39 GPA. 518-ish MCAT score. Great stats. Again, by the, when I first started talking to him, didn't have any interviews. He ended up getting one late, late in the cycle, but he didn't have any interviews. I said, okay, let's, let's practice our interviews. Send me your application. And I read his application. I told him, I'm like, here's why you didn't get any interviews. Most likely, your personal statement's terrible. Your extracurricular descriptions are terrible. Here's why you probably didn't get interviews. What you put into your application matters, right? The the MCAT and GPA are important, but beyond a certain point, they're not important anymore. And now the rest of the application is, is just as, if not more important, 
than those stats. Keep that in the back of your mind as you go through this process, as you're looking at schools to apply to. And as you come out on the other end with that acceptance, I hope you will take this advice and realize how to apply to medical schools, how to apply to the right medical schools for you, and how to avoid the trap of thinking, oh, my stats are amazing, I can get in anywhere, I'll be good. Just because your stats are above average for that school doesn't mean squat. All right, I'll leave you with that. I hope you have a great day. If you have any suggestions for topics on the pre-med years, I'd love to hear them. Shoot me an email, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. Have a great week. Uh, One thing before I jump off, again, the pre-med playbook guide to the medical school personal statement coming out August of 2018. Go to personalstatementbook.com. You can pre-order it now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, etc. I'll have some awesome, fun stuff to give away for pre-order bonuses soon. Have a great week. I'll see you next time here on The Pre-Med Years. (laughs) 